The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 26th chapter. Now on the first day of unleavened bread, the disciples came to Jesus, saying, Where will you have us prepare for you to eat the Passover? He said, Go into the city to a certain man and say to him, The teacher says, My time is at hand. I will keep the Passover at your house with my disciples. And the disciples did as Jesus had directed them, and they prepared the Passover. When it was evening, he reclined at table with the twelve. And as they were eating, he said, Truly I say to you, one of you will betray me. And they were very sorrowful and began to say to him, one after another, Is it I, Lord? He answered, He who has dipped his hand in the dish with me will betray me. The Son of Man goes as it is written of him. But woe to that man by whom the Son of Man is betrayed. It would have been better for that man if he had not been born. Judas, who would betray him, answered, Is it I, Rabbi? He said to him, You have said so. Now, as they were eating, Jesus took bread, and after blessing it, broke it, and gave it to the disciples, and said, Take, eat, this is my body. And he took a cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you, for this is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. I tell you, I will not drink again of this fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. And when they had sung a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. This is the Gospel of the Lord. In the holy name of Jesus, amen. What can I say? Thank God. Those were the words of the priest who was celebrating the Eucharist at the church in Tanta, Egypt, on Sunday. His son and at least 26 other people were killed when a suicide bomber attacked during Palm Sunday Mass. At least 17 were killed as a second suicide bomber attacked a church in Alexandria a couple hours later. What can I say? Thank God. Of all the things that this father could have said, that was perhaps least likely, probably the most difficult. Why do you suppose he was grateful? Grateful simply to be alive? It's hard to imagine any parent who, at the death of their child, would thank God for being left alive. Perhaps he's patient like Job, who refused to curse God and instead confessed, the Lord gave and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. But even Job, whose blamelessness is heralded in the Bible, even Job finds that his patience wears thin. 
He is finally drained of his gratitude as his understanding is at odds with the will of God. So how about this? Maybe that priest is like Jesus. In our Gospel lesson, St. Matthew paints a picture so familiar that you might have missed its vivid cruelty. Jesus knew that his hour was at hand. He knew of his betrayal. He knew who would betray him. He knew that everyone would abandon him. He knew that he would be delivered into the hands of men. And he knew that all the blood shed by goats and calves and bulls and sprinkled everywhere on everyone and every holy thing under the old covenant, all of that was nothing a shadow, a foretaste of what was about to happen to him. A foretaste of the shedding and sprinkling of his blood. And yet, in the middle of all that, (coughs) Jesus thanks God. On the night in which he was betrayed, he took bread and blessed it. And he took the cup and gave thanks. And he said to his disciples, This is my body and this is my blood, given and shed for you. He thanked God. He could look down in his hands and see that he was holding in them the very price that he was about to pay for our sins. He could look down into his hands and hold before the disciples the body and blood that he would offer in sacrifice. And he invited them not just to look at or contemplate his suffering and death. He gave it to them to be tasted and eaten. And he knew that he'd be betrayed and he knew that he'd be abandoned. And he knew that even they, his closest friends, would disavow his body and blood. Not only were they with Jesus as people in the court of the high priest supposed of Peter. And not only had they dined with Jesus, but he had fed them his body and blood, and he had drawn them closer to him than was possible. And yet they would pretend that it had never happened. Jesus knew all of this. And yet he thanked God. Who can do that? Who can thank God in the middle of suffering and death? The Christians in Egypt know what it's like to be in the middle of suffering and death. It's hard to imagine what a fearful experience it must be simply to go to church. If you've seen pictures of the bombed churches in Egypt, you've almost certainly noticed all the blood. It's everywhere. This conspicuous, deep red in pools on the ground and sprinkled everywhere and on every one, on the columns and walls and icons and dripping down the backs of the pews. Those pictures satisfy a morbid curiosity for most And hopefully they arouse some pity from some. 
but for the church, for you, the sight of that blood does something else. The sight of that blood calls to mind sacrifice. The sacrifices of Israel, blood sprinkled everywhere. The Passover lamb with blood painted on the doorposts and lintels. And then Christ, the Lamb of God, standing before his disciples with his blood of the new covenant, which he's about to shed for the forgiveness of sins. So maybe, just maybe, that priest is like Jesus. Maybe he's like Jesus because at the horrifying sight of all that blood, he gives thanks. And maybe he gives thanks because he knows that this is what it means to be the body of Christ. Maybe he gives thanks because he knows that although he's lost a son, the noble army of martyrs praises and thanks God. He knows that to live is Christ, but to die is gain. And he knows that the body of Christ is glorified in suffering and death. Maybe he gives thanks because he knows that when Jesus entered once for all into the holy places, not with the blood of animals, but with his own blood, he secured an eternal redemption for us. Maybe he gives thanks because seeing the body of Christ persecuted and wounded and bleeding, he is reminded that this is precisely how Christ's body saves us. Today marks the beginning of a three-day Eucharist, a three-day feast of thanksgiving. That's what the word Eucharist means. And that's what the church does in the divine service. We give thanks. We offer sacrifices of thanksgiving precisely by receiving from God the very things for which we are thankful. The forgiveness of sin, life and salvation, vindication over suffering and death, Christ's body and blood. And here in this Eucharist, we learn the answer to that question. Who can be grateful in the midst of suffering and death? The body of Christ can. Thank God. In the holy name of Jesus. Amen. Amen.